Hey everybody, this is In The Mix with Sister Johnny and I'm excited to be back on the air with all of you. I'd like to thank you for tuning in. For those of you that are listening to In The Mix for the very first time, I'd like to welcome you to In The Mix. If you'd like to catch up on some of the previous shows, please visit me at SisterJohnny.com. That's SisterJohnnie.com, and you can click on your platform of choice. Don't forget to mosey on over there to YouTube because I do have a YouTube channel. Go ahead and subscribe, like, and don't forget to click that notification bell. And every time I post a new video, you'll be automatically notified. But today, I have a special guest on the show, and that's no other than Minister Roy Jackson. Welcome to the show, sir. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. All right. Always a pleasure. And he is not a stranger to In The Mix. He's been on In The Mix before, and you know if you've already been on In The Mix, you are no longer a guest. You are a friend to the show. Now, let me read a little bit about him in case you don't know. Minister Jackson, he is a husband to his beautiful wife, Teresa Jackson, and a father to four beautiful girls. Minister Jackson is currently active military in the United States Navy, has been for the past 19 years. He has been called to ministry six years ago in Jacksonville, Florida, where he attended Jacksonville Baptist Theological Seminary. He does have a ministry him and his wife together, and it's called Warriors for the Lord Fellowship. The acronym is WFTL. He and his wife also have an intercessory prayer and the Bread of Life Word Ministry on Thursday evenings at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. They also have a book club called Warriors That Read, and you know I love people that read. And they have an outreach ministry called Warriors Who Serve in Hampton, Virginia. They do Bible studies every Sunday evening at 6.30 p.m. Minister Jackson, welcome again, yes. again, again to In The Mix. How you doing today? I'm blessed to be here. I'm blessed for this privilege and this opportunity. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. Again, he's in the military, so I often have to say this because if I don't and my father hears this, he's going to be upset. Thank you for your service. <laughs> Thank you. My pleasure. All right. Now, Minister Jackson, today you want to talk today about the importance of evangelizing prayer, the importance of fasting. Why is it so important right now? to evangelize. It's so important right now because a lot of people that have crossed my path that, that the Lord has placed in my path are searching for something. A lot of people that I meet just in my daily routines, uh, going out, running errands, all are searching for something, especially now with the coronavirus. Even atheists are looking for hope. And even though they don't believe in God, they don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ, they're looking for something that's better than what's going on right now. Why not show them Jesus during this opportunity? This is exactly what God called us to do, to go and make disciples of the nation. We have become so comfortable with sitting up in the four walls of the church or with staying inside our homes and using the coronavirus as an excuse to not go out, to not interact, not lay hands and pray with people. And even during the lockdown, we still have platforms. A lot of people nowadays are watching more TikTok than, than they are Bible studies, than they are preachers online, than they're getting the word. They're, they're filling their minds with all everything else that's going on, on social media. And we could use social media as another platform to evangelize. It's not always about going out and, and making contact face-to-face -face or whatever whatever platforms God placed before us. Let's use those, those platforms to spread his word and to get the word out to the people. Now you said a mouthful. How do we begin to evangelize? What does that look like in these kind of conditions? You no, know, one thing my wife and I had done before and the Lord put on our hearts is to make blessing bags, to go out, to go out, 
and to pass out bl blessing bags to those that we see who are less fortunate, who are in need of, of supplies, especially now with the weather conditions and everything changing, mm -hmm. to still go out and be a blessing. We can still keep within the regulations, practice social distancing, pray with someone, reach out to someone, clothe someone, just show them Jesus. Again, the social media platforms, we have Instagram, we have Facebook, we have Twitter. We can use all these platforms that God has given us for this day and time to go out and evangelize. It's so many opportunities. And just like you said, more people are giving their life to Christ now the Bible tells us that the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. The harvest is still plentiful. People are still searching more now than ever because some of them or a lot of them are still living in fear. They're mm -hmm. searching. So now let's show them Jesus. All right. Now you said the key word, the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. And that's what you're talking Absolutely. about today. The laborers, we need the evangelists. If you're an evangelist entitled, that's not going to work. What I'm hearing you say today is we need the evangelists that God has called and chosen to be evangelists to come and evangelize. We need the prophets <clears throat> to come step up and speak with us, says the Lord. We need the ministers, the minister. Mm -hmm. We need the fivefold ministry to stand up and be what God has called you to be. We're talking about those that are really chosen to step out here and Absolutely. do what God has called you to do. And don't make excuses is what I'm hearing you say. Is that a fair assessment? That That's so true, sis. We find time to do the things that we really want to do. More people are engaging and getting on social media to do, to do other things. Some people, a lot of people work from home on their computers. So if you could work from home on your computer, why can't you do kingdom work on the same computer? That's what I'm saying. We have all these platforms that the Lord has blessed us with this day and time, especially to go out and reach the youth. Almost all the youth that I, that I walk past, walk down the street, pass at work, on my way to work, are looking down in, in their phones. Let's, let's use these mm -hmm. platforms to get the word of God out to the people. We, okay. have, we have no excuse. Coronavirus is not an excuse. Now, what if people are like, hey, I don't want you approaching me. I don't want you saying anything to me. The coronavirus is out here. I don't want you talking to me about nothing. I don't even want you breathing on me. You're right. Standoffish now. I mean, if you go into the store, even though you have on a mask, if you sneeze or cough, everybody looking at you, it is a serious problem. So if you mm -hmm. want to walk up to somebody and you say, hey, I want to talk to you about the Lord, what if they don't want to talk to you? Maybe they do want to hear about God in their mind. They're so focused on the coronavirus, they can't begin to hear anything that you say. In those instances, then we have, again, our, our virtual ministry for, for the people who, who are still kind of skeptical about going out in the public, being around other people, but they're still getting fed. You know, mm. Jesus told Peter, Peter, do you love me? Feed my sheep. Peter, do you love me? Feed my lambs. Feed, feed, feed. We can still feed through Zoom. We can still feed through Facebook Live. We can still feed through Instagram Live. We can still feed through all these avenues mm -hmm. that we have. And again, evangelizing isn't just about going up to somebody in person, but spreading the word of God, taking the word of God out to the people via whatever avenues that we have at the time. Okay. That's what I was getting at. Now, I know 
I know your heart. I know what you were saying, but I just know that some people may be listening and they may be saying, mm -hmm. I don't, I don't want nobody walking up to me and saying anything because I don't know if you have the coronavirus. And the reason why I say that, because so many churches have gone against leadership in their states and they have opened up and had service, even though at that particular time, they didn't want them to. And half the mm -hmm. congregation has gotten infected with the coronavirus. Some people may say, hey, I want to know about the Lord, but I don't want you walking up to me. I don't, I want to know about the Lord, but if I'm in a store, I don't want you walking up to me because I don't know what you may have. Okay, so here's the other question that I have. Now, you know, those of you that's been watching the show, you know, I've been talking about the Holy Ghost. So I want to present this question to you, minister. How can people go out and witness effectively about the kingdom of God if they don't have the spirit of God? Or can you go out and effectively witness to other people or even use your these platforms uh social media and all the likes to reach the lost and not have the spirit of god can you do that effectively without the spirit of god i like i like how you said that sis you said go out and effectively and the only way we can be effective is if we're being led by the lord if we're being led by the holy ghost if we're not being led by, by the holy ghost and we're going out trying to operate in our flesh then regardless of what we say, nothing, nothing is going to be felt behind it. Nothing, it, there's no power behind it because we're not being led by the Lord. I love this so much because we have to look back when at Jesus and Peter, when Peter was in the boat with the disciples and Jesus walked out to them on the water. Peter did not get out the boat until Jesus told him, come. Mm. Peter got the word from Jesus to come. Imagine if Peter had to try to step out of the boat to walk to Jesus on the water without getting the word. He would have sank because he didn't get the word from the Lord. We have to wait till we hear a word from the Lord in order to go forth. Or if the Lord is telling us not right now, then we have to wait and be patient. If we're going out trying to operate and trying to minister to people and there's no there's no power behind it, the Holy Ghost didn't tell us to do it, then we're going to operate in flesh and it's not going to lead to nothing. It's void. Mm. But, but when we diligently seek God's face, when we diligently seek the Lord and we pray and we wait to hear a word from the Lord, when we go forth in the power of the Lord and the command of the Lord, go here and minister to these people, then God, the Holy Ghost, is going to give us the words to say to the people that they need to hear at that time to minister to them. Mm, that's good. Okay. Now I want to go back a little bit so we can differentiate between when you gave an example, how Peter was in the boat. Mm -hmm. So I want to go back to that question. Peter stepped out of the boat. You said it was because Jesus told him to. Now mm -hmm. I want to differentiate. Is this faith or is this the spirit of God leading Peter at this particular time? I want to be very careful here because are we talking about faith or are we talking about the spirit of God? He stepped out of the boat on faith because he already had that relationship. He already knew who Jesus was. But we have to keep in mind, he still didn't, he still didn't go to Jesus until after he got the word. For example, we can't go and lay hands on people if, if the Holy Ghost didn't lead us to these people. If the Holy Ghost didn't lead us to this person, the apostles, the disciples, 
they operated in the power of the Holy Ghost. Exactly. I'm pushing you, minister, because there's people <laughs> listening and I want them to understand that example that you gave was Peter acting on faith. Because we know at this particular time, they were not filled with the Holy Spirit because they had not gone to the upper room during the day of Pentecost. Exactly. Would you say that they were filled with the Spirit of God before they actually moved into their ministry? Absolutely. And we have to keep in mind, it's a, a lot of people say, well, I have the Holy Spirit in me, but it's we have to understand it's a difference between having the Holy Spirit in us and being filled with the Holy Spirit and operating in the power of the Holy Spirit. Christians, when we give our life to the Lord, when we accept Jesus Christ into our life as our personal Lord and Savior, the Holy Spirit comes and dwell in us. But that doesn't mean that we're operating in the power of the Holy Ghost. That doesn't mean that we're that we're filled with the Holy Ghost. We can have a cup of water, a, a glass of water or an empty glass, pour water halfway in it. It's water in the glass, but the glass isn't filled with water. And that's how we have to look at it. We have to know the difference between being filled with the Holy Ghost and having the Holy Ghost dwelling in us. Okay. And if people wanted to know more about the Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost, what scripture can they go to to begin to do study on the Holy Spirit? The, the Great Commission, the, the Great Commission, Matthew 28, we have Acts chapter 2. Okay, so if a person is listening and they say, okay, well, I love the Lord. I want to be filled with the Holy Spirit. How do I even begin to get filled with the Holy Spirit? I can't go to church because the church buildings are closed. What do I do, minister? Well, well the, the, Bible, the Bible tells us that, that through the laying on of hands and, and believing. And, you know, even, even during this pandemic, you know, we have to, for, for me, that's how I receive the, the being filled with the Holy Ghost was somebody laying, laying hands on me and, and praying over me. And through my faith, through me believing, I was filled with the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in tongues. Mm -hmm. And the same thing happened for my wife also. Mm -hmm. So. Even even during this pandemic, do not use this pandemic as an as a excuse or as a reason to be held back from receiving everything that God has for you. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, we the Bible tells us, do not fear. God hasn't given us the spirit of fear, but a power and of love and of a sound mind. Being filled with the Holy Ghost is is such an amazing and awesome experience. It's mind blowing. And it's something that I don't want nobody to miss out on. If you truly, if you truly want to operate in everything and the power that God has for you, do not use this pandemic as a reason to not receive the power of the Holy Ghost. Hmm. Okay. So again, if somebody's at the house and you know, they have a physical ailment or they're disabled or they're in this specialized group that can't really be out they're not out okay i hear what you're saying and they're mm -hmm. listening they say well, you know what i love god i've been reading the word god's really been pulling at my heart i want to be filled with the holy spirit how do i do that how do i receive the infilling of the holy spirit if no one's there to lay hands on me can that happen can they still receive the infilling of the holy spirit to the full with the evidence speaking of speaking in tongues prayer prayer and what did it for me? I, Acts chapter two. I I I read. I studied Acts chapter two. I, I prayed and and, li and listened to sermons on on being filled with the Holy Ghost, and mm -hmm. it, it, it happened for me one day. You know, mm -hmm. and and 
I thank God. De definitely, we have to, we have to, we have to know these scriptures. We have to read, read God's word. We, I kept reading scriptures on how to be filled with the with the Holy Ghost. I kept praying, asking the Lord to fill me with the Holy Ghost. I kept listening to sermons on YouTube mm -hmm. and via other social media avenues on being filled with the Holy Ghost. And the Lord gave it to me. Mm -hmm. The Lord gave it to me. So definitely. And then the prophet Joel, what did the prophet say about the spirit? You know, you remember the prophet Joel talked about in the last days, the spirit of the Lord was going to be poured out on all flesh. Yes. Um, but we also know that Peter referenced this because when Peter was preaching on the day of Pentecost uh, to the devout men, they didn't understand what was going on with them. He's like, look, look, y'all should know this. The prophet Joel talked about the spirit of the Lord that was going to be poured out. Right. So this is what's going on. The Holy Spirit has come and descended upon them and has been poured out and they got filled with the Holy Ghost. So I also just want to say that you're absolutely right. I love how you said how you have to study. You studied the scripture. You hungered for the Holy mm -hmm. Spirit, right? And the Lord Absolutely. honored that hunger. He honored your loyalty and your sacrifice and your commitment. And you were filled with the Holy Spirit. Now, those that are listening, keep in mind what he said. He didn't just read a scripture. It sounds like from what I heard him say, he, re he read, he studied, he labored in those scriptures about the Holy Spirit. He listened to the word on the Holy Spirit. He listened mm -hmm. online to uh, sermons and I'm sure at his church, he really was trying desperately to hear everything he could on the Holy Spirit. And therefore he was absolutely. And like I said in previous shows, that's those that's listening about the Holy Spirit. You got to want it more than air. You have to. Mm -hmm right in here in your heart and God knows our heart. So God will feel those that really have a hunger and a thirst after it. Right. All right. So mm -hmm. with that being said, minister, now people, they receive the Holy spirit. Now what, what do they do now? I'm talking about during this coronavirus, well, during this pandemic, they got filled with the Holy spirit. Now what, now what? Don't, don't stop. Don't stop being, being diligent and, and chasing after God. Don't stop being diligent and, spending time with the Lord. We, we have to be desperate for the Lord. We, we have to be so desperate for the Lord that, that we seek him every opportunity. You know, um, Psalm chapter 42, verse one says, as the deer pants for the water brook, so my soul pants for you. We have, we have to be desperate for the Lord. So continue listening, listening to the word of God. Continue spending time with God, with the Lord in his word through prayer through prayer and fasting. Mm. Now, let's go back to that. Now, you talked about the importance of evangelizing, so we covered that. Now, the importance of mm. fasting. Let's talk about that. Why is it so important to fast? Because fasting combined with prayer is nuclear in the spirit realm. It's nuclear. And my wife and I, we always talk about how whenever we make up our minds that we're that we're gonna fast for a day or two, how on that day when when we fast, people who never cooked a day in their life, people that we work with who never brought food into work, finally on this day decide to be generous, decide to have a good heart and bring in food that they cook. And that's nothing, that's nothing but the enemy trying to get us to break our fast. Why? Because the enemy knows how powerful prayer and fasting are. And 
he's going to sit there and try to put distractions in your path to get you to break your fast to so he doesn't so his kingdom won't be destroyed but that right there lets me know that there is power in prayer and fasting and we see in the bible all throughout the bible ezra fasted esther you know established a fast daniel fast king jehoshaphat and chapter 20 fasted all these people fasted for a reason. The people of Nineveh, after they heard the word of the Lord from Jonah, they went on a fast. They put the animals on a fast. There is power in prayer and fast. So then that's the importance of fasting. I like how you said the importance of fasting and the importance of prayer together combine its nuclear. Bye. That's powerful. Can you fast from social media? Can you fast from your phone? Can you fast from, like, what if you have some people to say, you know, um, I, I can't completely fast because I'm taking medicine. Is there a such thing as fasting from other things or is it just all food? Well, says I have to go with the word of God and what the word of God says and all the fast that I've seen in the Bible been from food. Some, some been from food and water for a certain period of time. Some just been from food, but still included water. And we have to use wisdom when we fast. We, we have to pray. We have to ask the Lord. We, we have to seek the Lord on what it, on what it is that, that he will have us to fast from. Because keep in mind, if we're on, if we're on medication, then we, we can't go a, a long period of time without food. So, so do, do an hour, do a couple hours, whatever the Lord leads you to do on your fast. Be obedient to that because he's not going to steer you wrong. Okay. So if you have people that are cancer patients, I'm I'm pushing you because there's some people listening, they may be cancer patients. They're on all kind of medicine 24 hours and they may not be able to fast from food because the medicine require they have to take medicine every so many hours. They have to. So they have to take it with food. What can they do? Should they not is there anything else they can do or they just don't have to worry about fasting? Oh, uh, we're, we're definitely all, all, all called to fast, but I have to do with, I have to do with the word of God says, and I, I understand some people can't fast for six to two hours, you know, and that's why, again, I, I say pray and, and ask the Lord and whatever the Lord lays on your heart, whatever God leads you to, because there are some people who can still get the same nutrients and stuff and get and still get the same protein from fruit juices, you know, uh, that, that substitute from the food that they would have eaten. Uh, my dad has diabetes and he can't fast for a long time, but during his fast, he still drank fruit juices. He still just does a liquid fast mm -hmm. to substitute for the food. And he only does that for, for a couple hours or for a few hours. So then that way he's still able to take his medication and not and not miss him taking it. And I would have to I would have to say, I think for the both of us, I think we're this is where we're not gonna agree. Because you're right. According to the Bible, when you flip from the old testament to the new testament, they're fasting and sustaining from food. But we also don't see the internet. We also don't see because people have an addiction to the internet. We also don't mm -hmm. see um when it comes down to fasting, a lot of times people don't really dig deep into what that means when you're fasting. When you're fasting, you're sustaining from everything. You are taking that time and you're concentrating and spending time on God. 
your mind, body, and soul. Mm -hmm. And you're not eating anything. You know, you some people are drinking water. Some people do dry fasting where they don't drink water. They don't eat anything. Mm -hmm. They're sustaining from any sexual activity with their spouses. They're sustaining mm -hmm. from what they see, what they hear, what they eat, what they speak, all of that. If we really go on by what the Bible say, when you fasting, you have taken this time to separate yourself from everything and just make that time between you and the Lord. And that, I want to be clear on that, that um, people that may be listening you know, when you enter into fasting, you really do a study on fasting. That's mm -hmm. what's required. That's time. You are Absolutely. denying yourself. And if you look at, you mentioned Daniel fast. That's one of your fasts that you, you mentioned. Daniel mm -hmm. was trying to understand a dream. He didn't understand it. So he purposed within himself that he was going to fast. And a lot of people take this scripture and they misinterpret it. I will have the scriptures down. Daniel. They misinterpret his scripture because this scripture because they called the Daniel 21 day fast, but that's not what he said. He was purpose within himself to fast until he received the, mm -hmm. the word to his dream, and it just happened to be 21 days. It could have been 10 days, it could have been 40 <laughs> days, it could have been 100 days, it could have been 365 days. Do you hear what I'm saying? But it was mm -hmm. 20, it took that long until he actually received the word of the Lord. And even the angel that was bringing the word was a fight, right? Because it talked about end time. Mm -hmm. But my whole point is that I think we just want to be clear about the fasting. I'm all down for fasting, but I do understand <laughs> that. No, I'm just saying, I don't want you to feel like, where is she going with this? No, I'm down with fasting. I'm just no, saying, I, I, I some people that. listening, ooh, I don't know about that. You see what I'm saying? So I want us to be clear mm -hmm. on fasting. When we're fasting, what minister I believe is also saying is when you fast, you setting a time aside, that's you and the Lord. So you fasting from everything, what you see, what mm -hmm. you exactly. you reading your word, you praying, your mind and spirit is focused on the Lord, period. Absolutely. So, there's no distractions from your phone. There's no distractions from social media. There's no, no, you know, your homie's not stopping by and you just kicking it. That's not what's happening. So if you can just really make it plain, what, what is fasting all about? Is it really just food? It's, it's a sacrifice. So, so whatever, whatever you feel connected to, whatever you feel like you, you can't live without, it's a sacrifice. And, and when you start to feel the urge, that's when you spend time with the Lord in prayer. That's when you draw strength from the Lord through his word. And the purpose of the, of the fast, whatever you, whatever you want to fast for, whether it's for healing, whether it's for someone else, whatever the purpose of the fast is for, that's when you dive into that fast and truly seek the Lord undistracted. The time that you have set apart, for example, my, my wife and I, we fast from about four or five o'clock in the morning to 6 p.m. in the in the evening. And that's when, that's when we end our fast. And we we spend time in worship. We spend time in God's word, studying God's word, meditating, you know, during the fast. And the Lord, the Lord will speak to you during the fast. You will draw closer, you will draw nigh unto the Lord if, if you set this time apart strictly for him and spend time with him. But but fasting is a sacrifice. It requires a sacrifice. So whatever you feel can't live without or you can't do without or you have a hard time pulling yourself apart from, then 
that's what you give up for that time. It may be a few hours, it may be several hours, it may be a couple of days or a few days, but whatever you choose to sacrifice during that time, devote it to the Lord. Mm. Amen. Amen to that. Okay. So, and I, and I do respect that. I'm going by the word of God. Everybody was fasting from food and that's true. I can't dispute it. Mm. Okay. So how does the Lord speak to you? How do you know if somebody's listening and they're saying, well, how do I know if God is speaking to me? I don't know. There, there could be many different avenues that the Lord use. He'll use other people. He'll speak to our hearts. He'll, he'll confirm, he'll put people in our path to confirm things that we pray to him about, you know, to, to let us know that, that he, that he hear our prayers. He uses anyone he can. He will use anything. Uh, he speaks to my wife and I through visions sometimes and our dreams, interpretations. So a, a lot of times, and for me, myself, people that I know that I pray to the Lord about certain stuff, people that I didn't know will bring it up in a conversation and, and the Lord would use them to give me exactly what I needed to hear at that time about what it was that I prayed to him for. And I, I knew then that it wasn't nobody but God because clearly they weren't there to hear my prayer to the Lord. So we have to be, we have to be mindful not to try to put God in the box. Okay, Lord, I'm waiting, I'm waiting to hear a word from you. I'm waiting for you to call down to me from heaven in an audible voice, you know, uh, about this. He will, he will use strangers to be a blessing to you. He will use strangers to speak to you. He will use friends, relatives, whatever. God, that guy is, is awesome. He's, he, he's not in the box like many of us try to put him in. All right. I think that was great. He'll give us, he'll give us confirmation in his word during our time with him studying. All right. Y'all got that? Okay. So, Menace. Now, we talked about the importance of evangelizing. We talked about the importance of fasting and the importance of prayer. Well, actually, we didn't hit on prayer. Mm -hmm. Let's let's talk about prayer. Why is it so important to pray? Now, you talked about fasting. You did talk about it a little bit, how when you're fasting, you want to pray, you want to commune with the Lord. But why is it so important to have a prayer life? Because it helps us to establish our relationship. It helps us to strengthen our relationship with God. Jesus prayed. So he was the perfect example and clearly... If the Son of God prayed to the Father, spent time with the Father in prayer, who are we to think that we don't have to? Or that, that you know, it's not meant for us to pray as much, you know, or to pray like how Jesus did. He was the perfect example why he was here. He prayed, he fasted, he spent time with the Father. So prayer, prayer is powerful. We, we have to pray. People, people don't realize how powerful prayer is and a lot of a lot of people, a lot of Christians, honestly, don't spend time in prayer. We complain, oh, well, I don't have I don't have time to pray right now, or even prayer in church. I, I heard people say he praying too long, he tripping now. Like I, I don't understand it. Why why do we feel like we have to rush prayer? Why do we feel like we have to rush the time that we spend with the Lord? God God wants to hear from us. He wants uh, He wants us to include Him in our in the affairs in our lives. He wants to have a relationship with us. How can you have a relationship with somebody that you don't spend time with? <laughs> I always say that. 
That's good. I always say that. I said, can you imagine being in a relationship with somebody and you don't talk to them? Or this is another one. Start off with prayer. You want to have a designated time to just meet with the Lord and talk to him. Okay, that's fine. But imagine if you were in a relationship with somebody and the only time you talk to them is at 7 a.m. every day. That was... That would be a really one-sided relationship. So think about it. You always get that response. People laugh, but it's true. Like I got that time with the Lord and that's it. No, no, no. That's the time for you and the Lord. That's that intimate time with you and the Lord. And then throughout the day, you're still communing with God. You're still like talking mm-hmm. to God about everything. And, and then, I mean, for some of us, the only time we spend time with the Lord is to say grace. Oh. So, I don't understand that neither, but a lot of us do it. Or, we'll finally, we'll finally start finding time for prayer when something suddenly out of the norm happens in our life and we're asking for prayers or we want the Lord to, to truly work in our life concerning, concerning this matter, but when everything is going well, we put everything else in this world be- before our relationship with God. Mm, kind of like the coronavirus, right? So a lot of people that Absolutely. have been affected, families have been affected by the coronavirus. And some um, people have asked for prayer for their loved ones, but hadn't asked for prayer for their loved ones before the coronavirus. Mm-hmm. You know? So, and once their loved one, and once their loved ones get healed, you won't you won't hear them ask for prayer for, no more. Whoa, okay. So prayer is very important. It's just as important as fasting. is is important as evangelizing as the body of Christ as a body of believer. If you are a Christian, if you are a follower of Jesus Christ, from what I'm hearing you say, you must have a prayer life. You must spend Absolutely. time in prayer. It- it's so it's so important that that in Matthew six nine, Jesus taught the disciples how to pray. He gave us the model prayer. That that's how that's how important it is. Mm-hmm. Okay, so <laughs> minister, is there anything you would like to tell the good people? Maybe it's something on your heart that the Lord has put on your heart that they need to hear. Anything? Absolutely, absolutely. Please do not during this pandemic. Do not live in fear. I know, I know everything on social media, everything that's on social media that, that the government is, is putting out is not true. Some of it is just to continue to keep the people in fear. But we know as children of the Lord, as future children of the Lord, God, fear doesn't come from God. God doesn't give us the spirit of fear. So for us to live in fear is, is us giving control of our lives, how we go about our days to to the world to the government to the to the spiritual darkness that's in this world but there is hope for the people of god there is hope for the children of god so please do not walk around living in fear do not believe everything that you see or hear on, on the radios that you see or hear on social media you know use this time to dive into god's word use this time to to spend with the lord to truly draw close to the Lord and to establish a true relationship with him. All this is happening for a reason. Mm. And even though we may not understand or know the reason, God's ways are not our ways and his thoughts are not our thoughts. But we have to trust in him with all our heart and lean not on our own understanding. So please, please, please 
Do not live in fear. All right. On that note, what are you doing right now? Let people know what you're doing and how they can get in contact with you. My wife and I, we have, just like uh, you stated at the beginning of the show, we have a virtual ministry via GroupMe and Zoom called Warriors for the Lord Fellowship. We have intercessory prayer followed by the Bread of Life Word on Thursday evenings at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We also have a book club, Warriors That Read, that we do every other Friday at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Sunday evenings at 6.30, we have a Bible study, and God is truly doing some amazing things in this fellowship, and this ministry. He is truly blessing everyone that, that is attached to this ministry. You can also reach me at Roy Jackson on Facebook. You can also reach me at Minister Roy on Instagram. And my email, RoyJackson117 at Yahoo.com. All right. Y'all better get in contact with him. I'm telling you. And their prayer is off the chain. Um, I actually had the privilege and honor of joining them for one of their prayer meetings. There's no excuse. If you need prayer... I'm telling you, Minister Jackson can definitely pray for you. He's a prayer warrior. Um, if you can't get out, you want to hook up with his virtual prayer, because I'm telling you, it's awesome. And no matter where you are, it's people that want to are, you know, people, wherever you at, pull over and get this prayer. I'm telling you, get it in. And in his Bible study, I haven't been able to get in on the Bible study. I just have so much I'm doing on my own right now. But oh, I understand. Bible I understand. study. His Bible study, that book club is what I would like to get into, but I can't get into it right now because I got some stuff going on. <laughs> but that book club, they're reading some amazing, amazing books. So, yeah, y'all want to check him out. The information is going to be found on my YouTube channel in the description box. So please go ahead and look at that. Remember, if you haven't subscribed to my YouTube channel, please do. That's how you bless me. Don't forget to share the word with other people because you never know what somebody else may be going through. Visit me at sisterjohnny.com. That's sister, J-O-N-N-I-E.com. 